Hi, you're listening to Right Now, a podcast about the world today, with me, your host, Asha. Last episode, I discussed what makes a classic and introduced you to two co-hosts. In this episode, I've returned with the same co-hosts, Zoe and Caden, to talk about the NBA bubble. It's a super interesting and relevant topic. Since Caden is the host of Everything Sports, he introduced what the NBA bubble actually is. Yeah, the NBA bubble uh, was uh, made up after, obviously, COVID-19 hit, um, which uh, stopped a lot of uh, the sports leagues uh, to stop playing. So the NBA came up with this thing called the NBA bubble, is where all the NBA teams came and um, put all their team, most of their teams, 22 out of the 30 teams, into the NBA bubble. The bubble is also very successful. There's actually zero positive COVID tests during the whole NBA bubble. Wow, so it was so they- very successful, yeah. And basically, they stayed in the Disney World hotels, and they could not see their families or friends or anyone like that. They were basically locked there playing basketball. Yeah, I think it's a good example of people adapting to the circumstances that come with COVID-19. Because it's like, it's stopped a lot of things from happening, like school and businesses. But in this case, it's actually opened up an opportunity. Because of COVID-19, Disney World was closed. So that was a space for them to do this in. Yeah, they're definitely making the best of the situation. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think when I say, you know, that was a smart move for them, I'm talking about the NBA as a whole. I think it's super untraditional for them to just send all their players to one place. And they're kind of putting their players' mental health at risk, in a way, because you're just waking up, go to training, you know, spend your evening alone in your room, and then do it all the next day. It's just interesting because the tone of it switched pretty quickly from the beginning where it's like, oh, yay, we're making the best of the situation to Mm -hmm. the drop where it's just like the players having a hard time with their own mental health. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, that is their job. So, like, they kind of have to adapt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In the previous episode, we talked about Romeo and Juliet and how it's a classic. At first, this seems like a very different topic, from the NBA bubble. But in the next part of our discussion, you'll realize how they're connected. So kind of like a question, like if you guys were an NBA player and you're getting paid 40 to $50 million, mm-hmm. would, because the players end up giving them a choice if they wanted to go or not. Mm-hmm. They were they were allowed a choice. Some players didn't go, some players did. Um, would you adapt to the NBA, NBA bubble and stay there for uh, it was like two to three months. What do you say there for two or three months? Yeah, I don't think I could be isolated like how the players are in the bubble and how like we have all been mm-hmm. during coronavirus and how Juliet was as a girl not being able to leave unless it's for church. Yeah, that's isolating too. Yeah. I don't. I don't think I could handle that. But I don't think I could adapt like that. And I don't think, you know, going back to Romeo and Juliet, I don't think. You can, you know, in Romeo and Juliet, it was a lot more drastic, but I don't think you can live without people that you care about for that long. Um, Like, when Juliet is like, I don't know if I'll see you tomorrow, mother or nurse, depending on which adaptation you're looking at. But they, I feel like they did that a little bit in 
in real life at the beginning of the bubble? This is a great point. The players who joined the bubble for that season had to be apart from the people they care about, which can also be seen in the story of Romeo and Juliet. We talk some more about the parallels that can be found in these two topics. So in that story, we see um, Juliet's father is forcing her into this marriage with Paris. Mm -hmm. And it's because that's for pretty much financial and social reasons. It's not because Juliet loves Paris. Mm -hmm. And I think this can kind of translate into that because the people who decide whether or not there's going to be a bubble, they aren't gonna consider the more human aspects, they're gonna consider the, the money. Mm-hmm. And so when you look at Juliet as an individual person, that she loves Romeo, but those feelings don't matter. Mm-hmm. And so that might be the same for the people who decide the bubble. And I don't think identity was really valued in the time of Romeo and Juliet. Like. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't really about people and who they are and their feelings. It was way more about status because there's, like, these two rich families and they have servants and so the status and money. Mm -hmm. And I think as time goes on that identity is being valued more, but that wasn't in that time. Yeah, especially for women, right? Like, Juliet's not allowed to leave the house unless she's going you know, she has approval, she's with someone, I guess, or she's going to church, right? That's Mm -hmm. crazy. She doesn't have an identity. Insane. Um, Well, she does have an identity because she is a person, but not really because she doesn't have any freedom. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about last time how a lot of the relatable aspects of the characters in the story are on Romeo's side. Yeah. And we were talking about how a lot of the stuff involving Juliet, like a lot of aspects of her personality and her life aren't translated very well into today. Finally, we talked about the main idea of this episode, which the NBA bubble is an example of adaptation. The NBA adapted to COVID-19 with the bubble, but what makes something an adaptation? What do you think it means to adapt? Yeah, so I think to adapt means to change, and we see that in nature, we see that in Hollywood where they start with books. Like Netflix, most of the Netflix originals are adaptations of books. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think it needs to change. It's also so, yeah. interesting to think about why you're adapting, mm. because in the 1960s version of Romeo and Juliet, the movie, it it was adapted because it was a play. Yeah. And then there was in a time where people watched movies for entertainment and not Mm -hmm. as much plays. Mm -hmm. So that's why they adapted it. And then you have the 1990s version, which is adapted because the old version doesn't really fit with modern lifestyle and values. Yeah, for sure. I think they've, the 1990s when they tried really hard to make it more modern while keeping it an adaptation. Yeah, we talked about last episode about we were all wondering why they kept the exact Shakespeare's language mm-hmm. in the 1990s adaptation. Yeah. And I thought about it a bit. I think the reason why is because they didn't want to, they still wanted it to be Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of the, a lot of the things that made it modern 
weren't the dialogue, but things like setting and just the actions yeah. and the body language of all the characters. Yeah. Those kind of tell you what point in time you are and how things have changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I've, I've loved having this conversation with you guys again. Mm -hmm. um, it was great to talk about Romeo and Juliet and identity and the NBA bubble. That concludes my second conversation with my co-hosts. Although the topics we discussed all seem very different, they're all evidence to what makes something an adaptation. A basketball association changing their regular season to adapt to a pandemic, and a story which has been adapted throughout history to fit different audiences. Thank you for listening to this episode of Right Now. Thanks to Zoe and Caden for joining me as co-hosts on this episode. Be sure to check out both of their podcasts, Untraditional and Everything Sports. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to see when new episodes come out.